0: Hi everyone. This week we're here with Michelle Tu. She's the founder of Modern Theory. She's been an entrepreneur for five or six years working for herself. And I'm very curious to hear more about the whole journey. But at this point, she is replacing her previous income that she had in her last job, which is amazing. But first of all, thanks for coming on the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you so much, Josh. So, so happy to be here. And um, thanks again for inviting me to do this.
0: Yeah, so set us up real quick, just what is Modern Theory, and then we'll go into the backstory.
1: Yeah, so Modern Theory is a line of premium hand-poured candles. Um, Our focus is on non-toxic fragrances and uh, sustainable ingredients when it comes to the wax that we use, Um, really just trying to focus on creating moments of pleasure and bliss, and also helping you elevate any space in your home. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. So take us back, because we chatted a little bit before we hit record, you've actually had two different businesses, starting five or six years ago. Um, What led to you doing entrepreneurship in the first place?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think as a young kid, I was always interested in business, I had family members that had their own businesses, but um, my parents were really strong uh, opponents of me starting a business or going into business. Um, They really wanted me to focus on having a really stable career profession. And I was really into the life sciences. Um, I was a scientist prior to becoming an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, I think also growing up, I I had a big creative spirit. but I sort of pushed that aside and decided to focus on, you know, my education, my schoolwork. And I thought I was doing the right thing um, by going on and pursuing my PhD. And so I did my PhD in cell biology. Um, And then while I was working on my PhD, I wanted to use the research that I was doing um, to focus on creating a skincare line. So I, after I graduated, I did this whole, you know, year round trip, traveling around the world and that really inspired me to to just do something of my own and so came back um decided not to take any job offers that I had lined up and was just like screw it like I'm just gonna take this leap and um you know try to extrapolate all of the the skills that I had as a PhD student and somehow apply that to business um you know friends were like why don't you go get an MBA or or take some business classes. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna treat this as a real life MBA, let's see what happens. Um, and it, it, it's been an incredible journey, uh, lots of highs, lots of lows and everything in between. Um, but I realized pretty early on that the skincare beauty industry wasn't really for me and it wasn't really where my heart was um, as much as I loved developing and formulating different you know, skincare products. I just felt I was I was I felt like I was being held back in a lot of ways, especially especially creatively. Um, and I think there was one opportunity for me to be creative when we did some rebranding, and that sort of just like lit a spark in me. I, I was just like, I want to do more of the creative stuff. Um, but again, I just kept pushing myself with my skincare business, and I wasn't I wasn't happy. Um, But I just, I kept sticking with it because, you know, I made this huge leap. I told all these people like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm turning down, you know, this whole career as being a scientist to follow, um, my dreams of being an entrepreneur, but it just wasn't the right industry for me. And so, you know, I created a box for myself and expectations and, um, it, it just was a really tough time, um, to deal with that internally, but then externally, you know, I'm supposed to be the face of the brand and I'm supposed to be doing this and that. And, um, but I wasn't happy with the business. And so I turned to candle making as just a way to blow off steam and like, you know, my DIY relaxation, um, thing. And, and so as I started doing that, I just became, um, more interested in doing the design and, and um, you know, creating mock-ups for the, the boxes that the candles were going in or the labels. And I was like, this is awesome. Like there's nobody telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. I have all this freedom and I'm, you know, getting to, to, to be creative, which I felt like I wasn't really able to do previously. Um, and so it was a very organic thing that just happened. Um, and then eventually, you know, people had seen my candle designs and I, I did like a mini kind of soft launch to family and friends, like emailing people saying, Hey, you know, I I have candles. If you're interested, check them out. And of course the response was super overwhelming, positively overwhelming. Um, and so like I mentioned earlier uh, to you, I decided to just sign up for my first like craft show, farmer's market, totally not the scene that I thought I would be in. You know, I went from Hardcore, you know, scientist with the lab coat on, you know, in the lab and presenting all of my, you know, products. And then I'm at a farmer's market, you know, in (laughs) overalls, like trying to sell like candles. It was so different, but I had so much fun. Like it really, it was a completely different, just, uh, just not, I don't even know if it's industry, but just community in general. Everybody was super welcoming and. Um, the ability to talk to so many different types of people, um, I think that was really rewarding for me. And so I decided to just keep, keep doing that and then eventually turn Modern Theory into like a full e-commerce business. And especially now with all these festivals and markets, you know, shuttered because of COVID, um, it, I had to, I had to adapt really quickly and be flexible. And so far things are going super awesome.
0: That's really really cool. It's what stood out to me about that whole story. Just like jump in on one part of it is, it sounds like you went pretty far with this. Um, what sounds like to me an expectation about how you're supposed to live and work. Like you got all the way through to a PhD and you finished it, and then you switched. I would imagine there's a lot more to that. <laughs> what what happened?
1: Oh, I I don't I think, you know, I, I love science. I will nerd out all day, every day on science. Um, and but I just think career-wise, it just wasn't wasn't something I saw myself doing in the long term. I really didn't see myself sitting at a lab bench doing research forever. Um, I always knew that I wanted to somehow get into the business side of things. And so I slowly started doing like internships and stuff like that um, to gain more experience outside of just, you know, pure basic research. Um, But yeah, I mean, at the end, I really took a huge leap. Um, I mean, I kind of felt it was a natural progression to go from my background into creating like a science-backed skincare line. But you know, once I I got into the industry, I realized like it, it's, it's not. It's so different from what I had envisioned it to be. Um, and it's also a very, very saturated market as well. And I was bootstrapping everything. Um, and you can imagine, you know, with a grad school you know budget, that's nothing. Um, but you know, it was just, pure hustle. And yeah, I mean, it, it took me some time to, to finally let go of just those expectations, right? Like I, I got through grad school, I finished my PhD and I was like, okay, I can get through this business, but you know, with a business, there's no real like graduation date, you know, as with my PhD, it's like, okay, now I'm done. What's the next thing? Whereas with my first business, that decision was up to me. Um, and that was so hard for me to pull that trigger. You know, this summer when I did it, I was like terrified. Um, I was more terrified about what people were gonna think of me, what my parents would say, like what would family and friends say? Um, because I felt like, what if I'm letting them down? Um, but at the end of the day, everybody was so, so supportive. Um, and I think that's that's key. Um, to, to being, you know, a successful business person is really having that support system. Um, And, and yeah, I was able to just let go of those expectations and that pressure that I had put on myself because I was just internalizing everything else from outside. Um, But yeah, I'm so glad I made that, that switch and, you know, I'm so much happier now too.
0: When you were starting that first company, like the first year or two, as you're trying to get it off the ground, was it scary to think about like now I'm doing this thing? and it's it's turned out to be not what you wanted, but I would imagine at that time like that wasn't clear yet. And so you're bootstrapping this company, trying to get it started. but in the in the rear view, there's always like, oh, I could have done this other thing how, how was that for you? Uh,
1: Yeah, the first few years were really tough. I think um, there was always the fear of failure, right? I, I mean, I have a much different perspective now, but back then I was like, no, I cannot fail, like at all costs. Like I cannot fail. I have to do this. I have to do it right. You know, I remember I was at a bar and, and it was like a friend of a friend was talking to me and, he was saying like, I can, I can envision in five years, you're going to be a millionaire. And that stuck with me. And I was just like, I barely knew this person, but then I felt the pressure that, Oh my gosh, like this person thinks that I have to be a millionaire in five years. I need to make sure that happens. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's just so unrealistic. There's so many things that can happen. Um, And it's hard. It's hard starting a business. It's hard being an entrepreneur. It's hard growing and scaling. Um, So, so yeah, I think it was just early on the the fear of failure. Um, And now looking back, I'm like, dude, I've failed so many times over and over again. And I've learned so much from each of those failures and it's made me a better business person. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Are you an Enneagram person? Do you know about this? No, what's that. It's like a personality test, um, (laughs) which obviously we are very into over here. Um, Uh But uh, I was curious because it sounds like a lot of what you come back to and what you're putting expectations on for yourself is how you appear to other people. Yeah. And it's like Enneagram type three that is like that. Um, Uh Uh-huh and uh you know it's pretty common but how how have you fought through that or cuz it sounds like now right like even the story of being in the overalls i can imagine that that part of you that wants to appear a certain way might not look so kindly on wearing overalls and and showing up to a farmers market mm-hmm. so how have you how have you dealt with that part of yourself that always wants to, to look a certain way and like show up?
1: Yeah. um, That's something that I've, I've struggled a lot with in the past few years. And especially with the transition between the two different businesses, um, you know, I feel like I'm much more my authentic self with modern theory versus Kira. I think, you know, the expectation, um, from myself, but also from people surrounding me was like, oh, you have to dress a certain way. You have to, you know, present yourself a certain way. And I had to go to conferences and all this stuff. And it was just very formal. Right. And, um, I honestly t-shirt and jeans, that's my jam. Like I, I want to be the most like comfortable, um, at all times, but I felt like the thing with my first business, I always had to again present myself in a certain way, um, that you know, to come off as, as more professional or, or have more credibility. Um, and I think it just has taken me this amount of time to realize, like, no, that shouldn't matter. Like, you could be whoever you want to be, and it doesn't matter what you wear, who you hang out with, what you like to do. Um, I think what's important is 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 your personality and how you how you deal with people you know are you a kind person are you respectful um and what are what are the values that are important to you and so i think what has happened over the past few years is i've really honed in on what is important to me what are my values um especially during this whole you know covid situation really focusing on like what what really brings me joy what really matters to me um and i think having been more focused on that, that's just made me feel more comfortable in my own skin and being authentic and not really caring as much as what other people think about me. So, yeah.
0: Mm. And then I was curious how how your relationships with the people that kind of originally set expectations for you, your family, people that you grew up with, How have those relationships morphed or changed as you've grown more into like who you just want to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, 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 I mentioned earlier, like I was terrified letting people know that I was going to, you know, close down my first business and focus on my, on modern theory. Um, And I was so happy and so surprised by the fact that people were like, (sighs) we're going to support you regardless of whatever you do, you know? Um, and I think that just, that gave me even more courage to continue to do what I'm doing. And, and, and also um, the confidence too, like, Oh, all these people, they don't, they don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm happy and I'm doing it. Um, and, you know, I've had several friends and, and family members reach out and say, you know, how much I've inspired them or like I've been an inspiration. And I'm like, like that's crazy you know like I'm just doing my thing and it might not be the most conventional path um but I'm owning it and I'm having fun and you know doing something that I, I really enjoy and I get to be myself which is which is awesome
0: yeah yeah that was what my next question was gonna be is what does a day look like now as you've grown into this new reality what, what's your schedule like? What do you spend your time on?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the really um, interesting thing about being an entrepreneur is every day is so different, right? Like you don't know. I mean, you can have plans um, and you can schedule things, but there's always something that pops up that that you know you weren't expecting and i think being an entrepreneur you you need to be flexible you need to be adaptable and that's sort of how i approach like the day-to-day schedule for me um you know it's different meetings or i need to work on like packing and shipping i need to work with my manufacturers um you know do i need to have a meeting today with like my marketing person um so each day is different but i think i thrive off of that like i think novelty is is something that that is exciting to me i love you know having new experiences and and being adventurous and um yeah i feel like i was i was made for this so
0: Hmm. and then what do you what's your vision for the future now
1: yeah um just continuing to grow modern theory it's it's going pretty fast right now um hiring some folks uh in the next few weeks, just hired a, an intern um, to help with some things as well. Um, got a new exciting project that I'm launching next year, um, which I'm super freaking excited about. Um, and I like wanna tell the world, but um, I know I gotta keep it under wraps for now, um, but definitely new new products next year, uh, new designs, and you know hopefully expanding into more retail stores um, that was the goal this year. But with most retail stores, you know, not doing super great um, or, 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 you know, just holding back on on purchasing any new inventory. I've just been doubling down on e-commerce. And of course, Interact has been super helpful um, because, you know, most customers, they want to smell candles. They want to know what it smells like in real life. And so, um being able to provide a quiz for them to find their perfect scent has been really helpful. Um, And also, you know, I've got some sampler sets too. So people could just order the samplers and test them out too. So been, been trying to get as creative as possible.
0: Hmm. And then what have you learned about yourself in terms of what you're really good at and maybe things that you don't enjoy so much?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I think what I am best at is putting out fires (laughs) because I feel like I'm constantly doing that. Um, But yeah, I think it's just being able to um, put out fires, but, but connect with different parts of the business, right? Whether it's I'm dealing with manufacturing, I'm dealing with design, I'm dealing with vendors um, I'm dealing with customer service. Um, You know, I think, Again, being able to wear all these different hats is really important because hopefully one day, as you know, modern theory grows and scales, then I'll be able to to hire more folks and, and build a team, but then still be um, you know still understand what what's going on and have that expertise as well because um, I think that's important. You should know the ins and outs of your business, um, but things that I I don't really enjoy. Oh, that's hard. Um, I don't enjoy the fact that I can let work keep going. Like my husband has to tell me like, okay, it's time. You got to wrap up or else, you know, it just, I'll I'll stay up all night. I'll be brainstorming ideas, this and that. And um, you know, if you're in this for the long game you have to be able to just, you know manage your time wisely and just not burn out because that is a real thing.
0: Yes. (laughs) it it very much is and then I was curious with some of these initiatives that you've talked about like getting into retail that one popped because you know from what I've heard and and my experience like some of these things are like really big and scary and you don't know if people are gonna respond well if they're gonna just Mm -hmm. straight up tell you no and it doesn't sound like you had much of a background in like marketing and sales, sales to yeah. like, to know like, oh, I can rely on, you know, these strategies and this is how it works. How did you deal with that when it was like lots of people telling you no?
1: Yeah, I I think you just build just thick skin, right? Like I just got used to, I remember in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, my world is coming, you know, down on me when people are telling me no and I'm getting rejected from this store and that store. But then it's kind of just like you get used to it and you're like, this is just, this is just how things work, right? And, and some, you know, some retail store or retail partners aren't a great fit and that's okay. And, and sometimes, you know, there are companies that have reached out to me asking, uh, you know for partnerships in this, and I know that, hey, you know, no offense to you, but it's just, it's not a good fit either. Um, so I think just understanding that at the end of the day that it's just, you know, it's a business thing and it's not just not to, to take it as personal. Um, and of course, like I have no sales, no marketing background, but I had to, to learn. Um, and I, I had to force myself to be a salesperson, um, especially at these markets. But to me, because I really believe in my business and I I feel very confident in what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it, that it doesn't feel salesy to me. And I'm not trying to push products on people. It's like, Hey, check them out. If you enjoy it, great. Like, let's have a conversation, you know, like. I want to know what, what are the scents that you enjoy and, and, you know, what, what, how do you, you know, use candles in your life? Um, That's what I, I think that's the connection that I've really built um, with a lot of customers and and I appreciate very much.
0: Mm -hmm. And then I was curious if you could go back and talk to yourself as you're starting the first company, like in the very beginning, like what do you think you'd want that person to know?
1: Oh, um, that's a really tough question. I think it. I would tell Michelle five years ago, four years ago, like, just don't sweat the small stuff. Like the things that kept me up at night ended up being so minimal, so insignificant. Um, and I think it's really just focusing on what – what can you do here and now have a plan, but don't expect it to, you know, be exactly that way. Um, and again, just being flexible. Um, I think I was just, I was just really hard on myself because I I didn't know what I was doing. So I felt like I had to do everything perfectly and guess what things, things are not perfect. We are not perfect. Um, so let's just, you know, enjoy the ride.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I think a great place to, to leave off, but for anybody that's interested in checking out your products or following your journey, where, where are you online?
1: Um, you can reach me at modern theory or uh, on Instagram at modern dot theory. Um, I'm always happy to chat with people. So you can email me Michelle at modern um, Yeah. I think those are the two best places that you'll, you'll find me.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Of course. Thanks, Josh.